For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. It's time to get up and get going, South Coast. It's time for the Tim Weisberg Show on WBSM. Also streaming live on WBSM.com and on the WBSM app. Talk to Tim now at 508-996-0500 or send him a message or a voicemail through the WBSM app. And now, ready to start your day off with a bang. It's Tim Weisberg. Good morning. Happy Tuesday to you. Happy New Year to you. And welcome into 2024. Hope it's uh, starting off well for you. If not, we'll do what we can to try to change that. Oh, that's so weird. I just happened to look over at the browser on the uh, computer over here. And in the bottom corner, what do they have? You know, you know, like sometimes they have um, those Google Doodles. And I think a lot of computer companies and software companies and websites have kind of copied that idea of let's have little fun images. And apparently, I don't know, whatever version of Windows this is, does the same thing in their search bar at the bottom of the uh, Chrome browser. Actually, no, that would actually not be the Chrome browser. That's actually the system search bar. And uh, there's a little photo there of an alien and a UFO flying over some trees. So it's almost like the computer knows who I am. And I'm not even signed in as me. So weird. Anyway, uh, I do hope that your new year has started off well. I hope that uh, you had a great New Year's Eve. I hope that yesterday was a day of, well, let's just hope that I'm hoping it wasn't hangover recovery for you. But if it was, hopefully you are all better now. Uh, We did have quite a bit of news over the weekend And it has become a story now that I have seen go into national uh, websites and national reporting beyond just local, beyond just Massachusetts and and Rhode Island. But the incident with former acting New Bedford Fire Chief Paul Coderre was just a stunning, stunning situation. I mean, if it was, if it was not the former New Bedford acting fire chief, it's still a stunning situation, but I was, uh, I left here Friday afternoon uh, pretty early, like one or two o'clock, went out and did some shopping. So for Christmas, I got a Nespresso machine, which is pretty cool. I, I do enjoy it, uh, mainly because I can get totally caffeinated before I come in here now. It only takes a couple minutes. And... So I was out looking for, I went to the antique shop looking for something I could use as a coffee bar. So I went out and did that, uh, ran a couple of other errands, stopped by to see my friend Stephanie because I picked up a, a table for her to use for table tipping and wanted to drop that off to her and went, as I'm standing on her porch, 
I get the, I get a text. I get multiple texts from multiple people regarding a shooting at the Bayside Lounge. So I said, all right, Stephanie, I, I, I got to go. You know, I'm, I'm the news person, I guess, on, on call this weekend. So I came down here. Actually, no, first I went home because I had stuff that I had to drop off, groceries and stuff. And then came down here. I wrote the update, the horrific update to the story from the Christmas Day crash in which the third person, the grandmother, passed away Friday from her injuries, suffered in that crash. Wrote that story, went down to the Bayside. There was a huge police presence, obviously. Couldn't get too close to the scene. They had told us there was going to be a staging area at the Wood School. Went back there, waited there for over an hour or so. And the Fairhaven Police Department uses a PR firm that a lot of municipalities utilize now. And I'm going to start this off by saying the people who work for this PR firm are all great people. They've all been very responsive. They've all been very helpful where they can be. But I want to also say I absolutely hate the way that this works. I get it. I get it that it's, it's, uh, it, it's easier for the police departments to not have to worry about having an officer taken off the street or taken off more important duty to, to write a press release or to answer media questions. I get that. But it also kind of stifles the process when you're waiting for official confirmation for things and you're told by the PR firm, We'll have something for you in about a half an hour or so. No, you're right here and you know the details. Confirm it to me. Tell me. Because I've got people that are asking me questions. And I want to get them that information. And just as a side note, this has nothing to do with with this particular case. But in other instances, there have been times when you, the readers and listeners, have contacted us with news tips and we encourage that we want that we ask you to do that to be our eyes and ears on the ground so we can find out what's going on and report back to you on it and there's been many cases where we have gotten those tips reached out tried to get information confirmation all of that and we have to wait until the press release comes out when we were the first people to know about this and asking about it like just Give us confirmation. Don't say, well, the PR firm will have something on that soon. Then the PR firm says, well, we'll have something on that soon. And uh, it's frustrating. But anyway, like I said, they're all great people. I, I don't blame them for the, for the system. I just don't like the system. But I'm down there getting as much information as I can out of their person. And then I was like, you know what? I've got enough. I'm going to just come back and, and go with what I have. And I can update the story later. Meanwhile... We get the, sto- the information, too, about the crash that happened on Route 140. I mean, we'd known about the crash that had happened a few hours, well, actually right around the same time. But we knew more details about the crash before we knew details about the Bayside Lounge incident. However, you know, we didn't find out that the person had passed until later on. So we were able to get that information out to you as well. But it was just... Um, Quite a busy 
Friday night of, of information to share with you. And all I kept saying was, man, I hope that this is all of the tragedy that we have for one weekend for New Year's weekend. But unfortunately, it wasn't. There's more things that happened. And, you know, hopefully we can enter into 2024 with, listen, I, I, I know in this business, you need news. That's what people care about. That's what people tune in for. That's what people want to call in and discuss. But you just reach a point where you say, oh, man, enough tragedy is enough tragedy already. But I'm sure there are still people who want to call in and and release whatever feelings they have from these situations. And I'll take your phone calls at 508-996-0500. And there will be questions still answered in the incident with Paul Coderre because I think most people thought, had the thought in their head as they heard the details of what was emerging from the Bayside Lounge on, on Friday that as a civil servant of 30 years, Paul Codera knew what would happen if he pulled a gun, drew and fired on police officers. And by all accounts, it sounds like the man was heavily intoxicated. Now, I've seen a lot of people come down on social media on the Bayside Lounge for that, saying, well, obviously he was overserved. And I don't know that you can blame them for that. The investigation is still ongoing and they'll figure that all out. But I've been down to the Bayside Lounge. I, it's not a place where I've seen a lot of people hanging around that had been overserved. It's entirely possible that this man was consuming something on his own without the bartenders being aware. They could have shut him off long before this whole incident happened. I, again, will get all the details and it's only speculation, but if you got into an altercation with somebody inside the bar and then that spilled over to the outside, maybe, maybe people were trying to hold him there because they felt like he had had too much and they're keeping him there to sober up. So I, I think people are just rushing to judgment too quickly on that situation. But the bottom line is, if you are even that heavily intoxicated, you, you have to know what happens when you fire a gun at a police officer. And so the New Bedford Light reported, and by the way, Jack Spillane will be with us in the 8 o'clock hour. Today we will turn on the light. And I'm sure this topic will be a major one with Jack. But we found out that the officer who was shot was released from the hospital that same evening. So that's, that's a good thing. But New Bedford Light reported that Cordero may have made, quote, fatalistic comments before firing on police. So they're wondering if, if this was suicide by cop. And when you look at what had been going on in Paul Coderre's life, at least what we know, I think people started trying to build a narrative that may or may not exist. He had most recently prevailed 
over the city of New Bedford in this ongoing drama related to his firing and his retirement from the police department, uh, from the fire department, rather. The city planned to appeal the decision, but so far things had worked out in his favor. So I don't know the situation well enough to know if this was something that was weighing heavily on his mind or if it was something that he felt he was putting in his rearview mirror. And even as I'm writing the story, I'm putting all that information in because it's relevant. It's relevant because of who the man was. But even as I'm writing it, I'm being careful to make sure I'm not subconsciously trying to connect any dots here. To make sure that I'm not trying to imply to the reader that this was a motivating factor in what happened. To make sure that it doesn't read to the reader as Paul Coderre was so upset about what was going on that he was drinking away his problems. You know, like, because people will have the tendency to, to put those pieces together and we don't have any facts that prove that we don't have any information that prove that friends who were with him at the bar didn't come forward and say that so you've just got to be careful not to build a narrative before we get the results of the investigation which we will we've been told what we've been told so far but there's more information to come and of course when we get it we will bring it to you 508-996-0500. Good morning. You're on WBSM. Good morning, Tim. Good morning, Sketty. How are you? I'm okay. I'm okay. Little stuff as usual from the heat. So I, I just wanted to point out a few things. Uh, every Okay, so I kind of am leaning towards the them over-serving him. Um, I, I don't know. I'm going back and forth with that one. But here, here's one thing I do know for sure. Everybody left their cars there because the next day it was on the news. They came to get their cars, but nobody right. wanted to talk the next day. So all of a sudden now it's mandated. Nobody leave. You're going to get arrested for drunken driving. The bar cannot afford any more infractions because if anybody else drove out of there and, God forbid, killed somebody drinking and driving. So um, at well, this point, that makes me very suspicious. It makes me really feel like, yeah, the bar, they, they couldn't. Well, but did, did, did they say they made people leave their cars there because they were too drunk to drive? I thought they made people leave their cars there because they made people leave and they, they couldn't take their cars with them because it was an active crime scene. No, no, because that happened at 430 in the afternoon. By the time everything was done, I, believe me, they were told, don't drink and drive. The bar just can't afford two infractions in one night again. I, I don't. I don't know if that's necessarily the truth. Where Where are you getting that information from? I got it off of my brother. He does this. That he he goes on the computer and does everything. And then so the next day, I was like, well, you know, let me look at the news. And Channel Five was uh, nobody would talk. Nobody nobody wanted to talk the night before. There was a few interviews. But the next day, nobody. And all those cars, you could see all the cars still sitting there. 
So I'm, I was just curious. How did everybody get home? Because not everybody. I, well, a lot of people were calling for rides. They were walking down to the convenience store parking lot, where which was like the cutoff of where they were letting people turn around. <clears throat> Excuse me. And um, and so people were standing over there making phone calls and getting rides. And you yeah. know, a lot of people were like, "Hey, come on, we'll bring you home." So I, I think I don't I don't know that it had to do with intoxication. I can reach out to the police and, and find out more information, but yep. it was an active crime scene and it was a crime scene for many, many hours after the fact. So they weren't letting people drive because they couldn't let them drive through a crime scene. True. True. It's uh from my if I remember correctly, I, I, I think there's only one way in and out of that that parking lot. So, you know, you couldn't let the cars leave if they were gonna be driving over a spot that you were still investigating. True. So I think that's probably more of of the case. Again, I don't I don't want to I don't want to uh, indict the bar on anything that they might not have done. But I mean, I'm sure yeah. there were some people at that point who were not in a state to drive because they're like, I can have a few drinks. I'm going to be here till ten, eleven o'clock tonight, and then I can leave. Yeah. And of course, as you know, the bar got closed, so they couldn't they couldn't do that. Yeah. So well, I'm sure yeah, there were some people it, in that it state. But. Yeah, it happened like so early, supper time hour, four thirty, supposedly four thirty. Um, and another thing is, I'm sure, which is, I know you'll, you'll probably investigate it. Um, doesn't the bar have, don't most bars have cameras now? Um, so they can see if they, if she or he overpoured or. Yeah, I'm trying, I'm trying to think if I've seen them in there. I'm sure they do. I'm sure they have some, some sort of system in there. You know, if anything, yeah. they put them in there to make sure that, um, that their people are protected. So if anything happens, you know, crime-wise, if somebody breaks in, tries to rob them or anything like that. So I'm, I'm sure that they have some kind of footage. Like I said, we'll get more information oh, yeah. uh, from the DA's office as, as it comes out. But for right now, yeah. it's still it's still early in their investigation. And I think, it's you know... It's so sad. It really is. It's so sad. And, and yeah, he just recently, you know, got exposed. Um, what was it? A fire thing... Uh, barbecue pit type of thing that he pulled out of his truck. Yeah, that and some other things led to led to the city yeah. firing him, but um I but feel bad for his family and I feel I just feel bad the whole thing is just horrific, really. Yeah. And and like I said, you know, we'll get more information, but we can only yeah. deal with what we know for now. Hey, was he licensed to carry? I heard he wasn't. No, he, uh Greg Milioti, the spokesman for the DA's office said he did have a license to carry. Okay, good. And guess what? On a brighter side, I know who what band Lamont uh, Lamont um, sings for. You do? Yes, I found it. <laughs> I did some really good research and and I came up on it. And I think I think it's him. I'm not sure, but I won't say it on on ear because he doesn't. Obviously, you know he wants to keep it private. But um, I will. I'll app chat you what All I right. think. Well, I appreciate that. Thank you so much. Oh, I, and I and I hope you had a great weekend. I did. I hope you did as well. I did. <laughs> Thank All right. you. Well, happy New Year, and we'll talk again soon. Okay. Bye bye. And if you want to call in, 508-996-0500. But right now, I've got to take a break. We'll be back in a few moments. We will take more of your phone calls coming up after the news at 508-996-0500. And a little bit happier news, I will share with you the experience that I had on Sunday riding the double-headed steam special at Edaville to celebrate the fact that they had run exclusively steam trains all season long for the first time and who knows how long um, that uh, they decided to celebrate that by having both steam engines pulling one train 
for a special ride on Sunday afternoon. And you got to go out to parts of the park that uh, only a few rides get to go on each year. And there were stops where you could get out and take photos and video. And I was able to do some of that. So I'm going to put that all together for a nice little article at WBSM.com and on the app for you to check out. But um, what a special time. And I'll talk more about that coming up. But right now it is time to go into the newsroom and get all of the headlines of the day with the returning from vacation, Ariel Dorsey. Rescue crews are on the scene after a Japan Airlines plane engulfed in flames came to a fiery halt at a Tokyo airport. Flight 516 apparently collided with the Japanese Coast Guard aircraft as it was attempting to land, then streaked across the runway on fire. The airline says the nearly 380 passengers and crew members were all able to evacuate. However, five members of the Coast Guard crew are unaccounted for. Ukrainian President Zelensky is promising an increase in Ukrainian-produced weapons in 2024 as the country's war with Russia rages on. In a year-end speech, Zelensky said this year the enemy will feel the wrath of domestic production. California is now the first state to offer health insurance to all illegal immigrants. There are more than 2 million undocumented immigrants in the Golden State. Experts estimate that providing health insurance for illegal immigrants will coast Californians upwards of $3 billion a year. Some lucky winner or winners will be starting off the new year hundreds of millions of dollars richer after Monday's Powerball drawing. A single winning ticket was sold in Michigan just outside of Flint and was worth an estimated $842 million. The stage is set for the college football playoff national championship game. Top-ranked Michigan will meet second-ranked Washington in this year's title game after both won semifinals on New Year's Day. Very high good cholesterol levels are being linked to an increased risk of dementia in older people. Newly published research shows the elevated risk is as much as 42% in seniors with very high levels of HDL cholesterol or so-called good cholesterol. A California man and his 10-year-old son are facing charges after the boy allegedly shot and killed another child with his dad's gun. Police say they found the 10-year-old victim unresponsive in a parking lot in Sacramento when responding to reports of a shooting. The child was taken to an area hospital where he was pronounced dead. And a woman whose plot to kill her mother was turned into a hit Hulu miniseries is speaking out for the first time since being released from prison last week. In a video posted to TikTok, 32-year-old Gypsy Rose Blanchard thanked her followers for their support and said she has a lot of great things happening really soon. In sports, the Bruins visit the Columbus Blue Jackets tonight at a nationwide arena. Tonight's battle is the third and final meeting between the Bruins and Blue Jackets during the regular season. The Pats announced that tight end Matt Sokol and offensive lineman Andrew Stuber have reverted back to the practice squad. The Patriots will host the New York Jets this week. There are also projected to have the third overall pick in the 2024 draft. And after missing Sunday's victory due to a right elbow sprain, the Celtics will have Drew Holiday back in the lineup when they visit the Oklahoma City Thunder. The Celtics enter tonight's contest on a six-game winning streak. Now let's take a look at your local forecast with ABC6.
Good to be with you, everybody, on this Tuesday morning as we continue celebrating this new year with mostly sunny skies. Bundle up this morning. Temperatures in the upper 20s, around 30. Dry, sunny, 41 for this afternoon. Mostly clear overnight in the mid-20s. Mid-40s and sunny for this Wednesday. Be sure to watch ABC6 for my full seven-day forecast. From the ABC6 Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Sassi Del Carmen on New Bedford's News Talk Station, 1420 WBSM. I'm Ariel Dorsey for WBSM News. Stay up to date with New Bedford's news talk station, WBSM, and get breaking news alerts with the WBSM app. 1420 WBSM, as crystal clear as FM. Stream us on the WBSM app. If you want to call in or chime in, you can also do so on app chat on the WBSM app or open line voicemails. If you want to send one of those, remember, if you do want to send one of those, it's pretty easy to do. You just open up the app and you hit the open line button and it'll ask you what you want to send. You press that you want to record some audio and you just uh, record what you want to say and send it on over. And then I can preview it during a commercial or during the news and play it on the air. So... I don't know why people don't take advantage of that option. It's there if you'd like to use it. You can even send video, too, if you'd rather do a video, if that's easier for you. But um, it's out there. It's an option for you. And all those great features are brought to you by our friends at South Coast Towing, who also were giving you free rides New Year's Eve into New Year's Day. So, actually, it started on New Year's Day, but we call it free rides for New Year's Eve. But the Safe Rides Home Program in its 21st year or 22nd year, 22nd year, uh, was able to bring many people home that would have been otherwise unable to drive and or would have tried to drive and shouldn't have. So thanks to them for all that they do, not only with sponsoring the app and bringing that to you, but also with bringing you and your vehicle home safely on New Year's Eve. Speaking of New Year's Eve, there's one question that I want to ask you, and you can call in and chime in. There's Again, there's so much that we need to discuss this morning. We have uh, the swearing-in of Mayor Mitchell and the city councilors yesterday. We have the reorganization of the city council for 2024. Naomi Carney is the council president, as expected. And we'll find out what we're going to do going forward with the Friday council segment. We might have to change some things around because of her schedule, or she might not be able to join us at all. The ball is totally in her court because I know that she has you know, a day job as well. Uh, but we'll figure all those details out. But she is the council president for this year. And one of the things that I want to ask about is what did you think of the New Year's Eve drone show as opposed to fireworks? I got I didn't go down and watch it. I spent Sunday at Edaville. And by the time I was done with Edaville, and, uh, and I left there. I went home and got some 
some last-minute snacks and stuff for New Year's Eve, you know, for my party of one. And went home and started getting all that stuff ready. And by the time I looked at the clock, I was like, oh, man, it's 730. No, there's no way, even if I go down there now, that I'm going to be able to get close to it. So I'm going to just watch it on social media. And there were enough people posting videos that, including Jack Spillane, who will be in with me later, and we can talk with him about it. But I basically got the, the gist of it. And while I thought that it was pretty cool, it's also kind of like fireworks to me where, I don't know, I, don't, I can just watch it on social media. I don't need to be down there in person to, to deal with the traffic and all of that just to see it. But, you know, I'm also just me by myself. If I'd had somebody to go with, if I had a young kid to bring, I'm sure I would have felt completely different about it. But what I saw looked pretty cool. What I saw looked very uh, interesting and as... As promised, it was New Bedford-centric. You know, spelling out New Bedford, putting up whales and fish and different imaging images that would have to do with not only New Year's Eve, but also with the city in particular. I also didn't hear, and maybe this is just my, you know, the social media that I follow. I didn't hear a lot of oohs and ahs from the crowd. If you watch it, and I'm sure it was happening, I'm just saying I didn't hear a lot of them on these videos. If you're watching fireworks, you get a lot of the oohs and ahs, even though it's nothing you haven't seen before. And I would have thought there would be more, I guess, awe from people who are seeing this for the first time. And seeing the capabilities of an LED drone show for the first time. But I didn't really hear a lot of that. What did you think of the LED drone show? I'm a fan of the idea. I think that that's a more unique thing to do than fireworks on a night when other communities offer fireworks. As, as became a topic of conversation for people in Fall River, the city of Fall River didn't do anything for New Year's Eve. And people were pretty upset about that. But there were still other municipalities that had fireworks. If you really wanted to see real traditional fireworks, you could have made a short drive and seen them. And I also think that there is some... Certainly in New Bedford, the focus is on family-friendly activities that happen earlier in the evening. But I think a lot of municipalities are coming to the realization that people don't want to be out late on the roads on New Year's Eve. Yeah, people are always going to go to New York. They're always going to go to Boston. They're always going to go be part of these celebrations and stay there till 1 or 2 in the morning and then drive home. And there'll be families that go to those same events and then, you know, at 12.05, they're heading back to the car. But in a lot of the smaller suburban communities and gateway cities, they're saying, you know what? I don't need to be out that late. And you only need to look at the, you know, the, the news the next morning to realize why. So having something like that at 830 at night as opposed to waiting until midnight for fireworks like Boston does. Is a, is a beneficial thing. At least they used to when I used to go. I don't know when they do them now. 
So I, I don't know that folks really missed having traditional fireworks. But what did you think of the LED drone show? Or did you not even bother to go and see it? Did you just be like me and kind of watch social media and scan through and see what people posted about it? There were some some pretty impressive things that I saw there that I said, yeah, well, I mean, I would have liked to have seen that in person, but also thinking to myself, I'm kind of glad that I stayed in because that's what I do. And actually, I binged this entire weekend um, Monarch on Apple TV, the show about the organization that researches Godzilla in the, the most recent MonsterVerse movies. I watched all the movies over the last week or so. And I was like, all right, well, I'm going to watch the series. I was like, yeah, I'll watch like an episode a day. And I ended up just binging it all. Then I went on a true crime spree. Not <laughs> not out committing crimes, but uh, watching them. Watching true crime documentaries. So anyway, fi- and we can get into some of that too. 508-996-0500. Good morning. You're on WBSM. Hello, you're on Good the morning. air. Good morning. Yes, I went to the uh, show. Um, it was lovely. It was great to see the city festive. Um, all the venues were full of people. The show was a little short, but um, I think it was the start of a great new way to celebrate on New Year's Eve. About how long would you say that it was? I think it was around 15 minutes. So it was a little cold for that. So uh, everybody was kind of stuffed into the this, venues along Union Street that were open and um, but it made it feel like a very festive environment and everybody was happy I think and enjoyed it but hopefully next year it'll be bigger and better. Yeah do do you know how long the fireworks displays usually are because you know 15 minutes sounds like the sweet spot to me I would I would assume that's about how long the fireworks are 15 20 minutes. I agree I agree the fireworks are are short um, as well Um, so it's, it's about the same. Um, but I think they could do a little bit longer because the, uh, what do you call them, the characters were sh- not that many. So I think they could do a little bit more. Um, and I think it being cold outside, people came. I went down to uh, Cork at 530 and people were already outside waiting for it. Oh, know? wow. So yeah. Maybe they could do a little bit more street, street venues, uh, vendors out there to make it more fun for everybody. Well, I thank you for the uh, for the insight, and I'm glad that you had a good time. All right. Happy New Year. Take care. And Happy New Year. Uh, if you, sorry, if you want to call in 508-996-0500, I, I do have to take a break, but so, I mean, that's one of the, one of the things that I've heard people suggest about the city's, city celebrates festivities is to have it, you know, concentrate, not to have it concentrated just in one area, but to kind of spread things out throughout the downtown. Because you want people to go and visit all those other businesses. You want people to be outside of those other businesses. Um, I think they were trying to concentrate everybody in the Union Street area because they felt like that was going to be the best viewing spot for these drones, even if they had you know weather issues and they couldn't go as high as they would normally want to. And I think that that was the case. I think there was some cloud cover. And so they did have to fly relatively low. I don't know if they would have preferred to have been higher. 
but I, I just looked outside the window and saw that there was a lot of clouds kind of in the sky. And was like, oh, well, I guess they will be a little bit limited in how, how high they can go. But um, if you, you know, loved it, if you hated it, if you were ambivalent toward it, let me know, 508-996-0500. I haven't heard a lot of complaints from folks about the show, about the experience. One thing is someone did say that they thought it took a little too long to transition from one design to the other. And maybe they're just, you know, they're used to the instant gratification of fireworks because they can set off multiple things at once and they don't have to transition like they do. But I, I seem to remember waiting for fireworks to fire off in between sometimes too. I got to take a quick break and we'll come back with more of your calls. We'll be right back. Welcome back in 508-996-0500. Nope, that's Michael McDonald, not Warren G, who sampled that song. Uh, let's go back to the phones. Good morning. You're next on WBSM. That's funny because that's literally what I was going to open up my uh, my call with. I was like, ah, you had me a Warren G, but then it was like, no, not that. <laughs> Sometimes so you got to like, go ah. to the original, not not the sample. So, Right. You know what's crazy is, is if you actually go back, uh, there are some songs that were like sampled in the 90s of samples that were done in the 70s which are actually from like the 30s like it real like the like the 70s guy actually sampled it from a guy in, in the 30s and 40s yeah i've seen that before well and also i mean even some of the stuff that was used then as samples is being reused now so there was the i think it was a dua lipa song that sampled h-towns well, i'm sorry white towns your woman and that yeah. sampled Al Boley from the 1920s. So, I mean, it's just, you know, these, these, they just keep self-perpetuating here. Yeah, yeah. It's almost like nobody has, like, a, an original song in their head anymore. They just like, oh, I'll just, I'll just grab this and then put new lyrics over it. Well, on, on a similar note to that, there was a documentary last night on uh, CNN about Taylor Swift. And I just happened to be flipping through. And actually, I, I think I just like stopped watching wrestling on DVR for a moment and turned it off. And there was CNN. And it was talking about how that happens that, you know, a lot of this stuff is repeated because the structures are going to be so different of the beats that people come up with. And they say, well, why don't we just use the sample instead? And then we can give that person credit. As opposed to right. if we try to pass it off as something new, even though we just, you know, we we made up that beat thinking we made it up, but somebody says it sounds like that, so let's just use that instead. Right, yeah, so you don't get in trouble and, and have to pay a bunch of royalties to the to the other guy. Yeah. That's crazy. Um, talking about, like, the, the New Bedford night and, and New Year's and all that, I went there once, I went there years ago with my with both my boys, and the way they had it set up, I think it was, like, 2014. So the way they had it set up was um, they had different stations and kind of spread out the event all over um, Purchase Street and, and down by the Whalen Museum. And you could literally walk a whole wide area and the shops were open and stuff. I mean, it was a little earlier. It was obviously a lot earlier when, when I went. I probably went around, you know, maybe 8 o'clock, 7, 8 o'clock at night versus a little later. But they had like the all the ice sculptures uh, over by 
I think three stones. They had like they had a fire juggler. They and and one of the buildings, one of the national park buildings, were open too, so you could walk through that. You could actually really cover a whole lot of ground, and it wasn't just secluded to it to a small area. I think they that's a great idea to like kind of bring that back and kind of spread that well, around because based on the press release that they put out for this, you know, a lot of those same things were, were still around. I just don't know if it was more concentrated because they wanted to keep right. people closer to where they'd see that drone show. I think the best thing the city does is tries to have everything wrapped up by like nine, nine thirty, you know, and, and, and make it so that it is a family night out and you can still go. If you have to go to a party, you know, you can still yeah. go to the party in time for midnight. If you want to be home and get the kids in bed before midnight, you can still do that. So it's, it's kind of the best of both worlds. If, if right. you go down and take advantage of it. Right. Oh, yeah, a hundred percent. I had a great time. It was it was nice. Um, on another note, we, if we want to start off uh, uh, the new year with a little bit of economic and politics thing too, good news that that's coming out is, is uh, I read two things. One, uh, United States energy dominance has been obliterating OPEC right now. I read something in the news uh, yesterday in an industry newspaper, and they said that OPEC, no matter how little they pump, they can't support the the price of the a barrel of oil anymore. So they keep cutting, but there's going to be a point where they can't cut anymore without you know really hurting themselves. And it's strictly because America is actually uh, dominating the oil market right now. So that's a, actually a really good thing. American energy, period, all, all, all encompassing energy. And on that note, uh, another lithium mine. We know that China kind of had that market cornered for a while and they used that as leverage against us. And now it turns out that the United States in California discovered uh, the world's largest lithium mine under a salt bed. Mm. So we have now two of the world's largest lithium mines, one in Arkansas and then now one in California. So now, you know, once we start to mine that and actually uh, created, I think it had enough for like 385 million EV batteries, which is insane. Uh, that's literally one for every every person in America right now. So with that said, you know, China can go pound sand now, and, and that's another leverage point of, you know, energy that we don't have to worry about. Yeah, I, those are two good, those, those are two good energy dominant American dominant points that I wanted to bring up. That was, that's pretty good news. And, and while you're, I know you're looking at lithium from the, you know, the, uh, the EV batteries, which is something that people are, are very concerned about, but looking at it, even in just the fact that we have so many things that are lithium now, and I, I saw somebody comment on social media about how, you know, I miss the old days of when I could replace the battery and things, and I didn't have to throw the object away because it no longer took a charge, like I can with lithium. I said, well, first of all, anything you bought that has lithium it sh should still be taking a charge. I, I can't imagine anything is that bad at this point. But also, secondly... That's not true because what they did is they just came out with a newer, better model of something that caused you to throw away that old model and go out and get the new one anyway. Now they're saying, you know, you've got to go out and buy a new one because it won't take a charge anymore. You were doing that anyway to upgrade. So what's the difference? Right, right, right. This was about this was about shaving razors. So what does that tell you, you know? <laughs> we're even going to complain yeah. about that. Yeah, we're going to complain. Well, I mean, you got the Dollar Shave Club. Oh, my God. You got to throw those away too all the time. Yeah, those are, and they're, they're not nearly as good as, uh, as as the more expensive Gillette blades. But the Gillette blades have gotten worse, so there's that too. Yeah. So, I, can, all right. yeah, I just wanted to bring that up.
You, you too. And uh, if you want to call in, 508 996 0500, I'm going to take one final break in the hour. But, and you know, that's not, listen, I'm, I'm a Gillette person. I use Gillette products pretty much exclusively. And I've always been a fan of, of their stuff, locally made, you know, right here in, in Massachusetts. They're, they're a huge uh, Massachusetts business, a huge company. I have friends that work for them, but the quality of the product has gone down. I recently bought the, what's the, the, the latest like uh, labs, Gillette labs. I bought that because that's supposed to be the best shave you can get. And like shaving for me is not easy. I, my skin's a little sensitive to the shaving and my beard is coarse. And so I was like, you know what? I'm going to try this. It's only 15 bucks for the razor set. Let's see how it works. It's supposed to be the best. And it's, it's probably the worst I've ever used. They're going to keep trying to innovate and keep trying to come up with new things, and dumb me is going to just keep buying them, I guess. All right, we'll be right back. Come. All right. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.